Hello, welcome to Songs in the Key Off, a podcast about songs. These might be old songs, new songs or middle-aged songs, anything that takes my fancy really. Sometimes these shows will be themed around an idea, a person, a genre or some other concept. Other times they will simply reflect my latest obsessions, my new favourite bands, those songs I can't get out of my head. So let's get on with it. A couple of weeks back, this podcast took a trip back in time to when music festivals were a thing. You may remember them. In particular, it was a rummage through the lineup of Reading 2000, the year of Slipknot fans pummeling Daphne and Celeste with bottles of bodily fluids. As it happens, I also went to Reading Festival last year, 2019, and was disappointed. That time round, there were no Slipknot fans using Portaloos as a giant domino rally. In fact, there wasn't very much of anything in the way of riotous festival behaviour, either on or off the stages. Reading, it seemed, had become rather an insipid, poppy affair, at least on the day I went. You, Me at Six were bland. The headliners, the 1975, seemed to have come direct from the bargain basement of a branch of our price in the 1980s. And the Wombats, while entertaining and bouncy, you definitely should all dance to Joy Division, were hardly the definition of edgy adolescent fire and fury. There was one band, however, that did capture my imagination. We'd gone to Reading for the day with the main intention of seeing Royal Blood, who, quite obviously, knew how to put on a show. Big, bold and gruntingly energetic, just the sort of thing that seemed to be missing from much else on the lineup. But the band that caught my eye was, as is often the case, a chance encounter. We were walking from the comedy tent to the main stage and past the BBC introducing stage, a very small, almost blinking-you-miss-it part of the festival, where a band called Do Nothing were playing. The lead singer swaggered around in a suit in the hot, blistering heat, snarling out lyrics seven parts spoken to three parts sung. Beneath him, a groovy, funky riff spelt itself out on the bass. It was magnetic. Do Nothing have since had the good sense to commit their songs to MP3 and issue an EP called Zero Dollar Bill. This song, Lebron James, comes from it, and I think it goes a long way towards capturing what makes them such an enticing live proposition. There's wit aplenty here, recording the likes of Art Brute, but there's also plenty of tune in there for you to seriously get your groove on, which often proves problematic for indie audiences. There is no help coming once you're outside of the circle All that's left after that is, hey there genius, how you doing? I was halfway back to my house before the film was even done Saying, hey I made that mountain and now it's swallowing me up The results are in and it looks like everybody gets a big old slice of nothing Everything was cool, I have no idea how it happened How about you melt into the The other day, I found I really needed exactly the right album to do the washing up to. It's one of life's important decisions, I think you'll agree. I settled down to the soundtrack of 
Almost Famous, which is one of my all-time favourite films. It will probably come as no surprise that most of my favourite films have a musical theme, my most favourite being, of course, High Fidelity. But there's always going to be a space for films like Spinal Tap, Empire Records and Evil Anvil, the story of Anvil. Almost Famous is the semi-autobiographical story of director Cameron Crowe's experiences of writing for Rolling Stone magazine while still a schoolboy. The film, set in the early 70s, is filled with songs that immediately evoke that era. America by Simon and Garfunkel, Mr Farmer by The Seeds and, most notably, Alton John's Tiny Dancer, which sees the film's cast singing along at a pivotal moment during the movie. But there's a song on that album that I maintain is probably the finest pop song ever written. You're welcome to disagree, but I wouldn't recommend it. It's Something in the Air by the one-hit wonders Thunderclap Newman. It's a splendidly euphoric song, at once euphoric and hopeful and intense and wonderful. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. Even it's used by Talk Talk in their sponsorship of Channel 4's Big Brother can't sully its image and sound. were once compared with Blur and I really never got the comparison. The Deers are a band whose albums, particularly Gang of Losers, I will return to with alarming regularity. There is something tender and absolutely heartfelt about Murray Lightburn's vocals. Gang of Losers is one of those all-killer no-filler albums, a case in point for why the format of the album as a concept remains vital and important. It seems wrong to listen to one of the songs out of sequence or in complete isolation, never mind hearing just a snippet of it as you will do in a moment. You and I are a gang of losers makes for a grimly prescient listen for the album from 2006. It's a song about political polarisation, factions working against each other and blacklisting of individuals who don't toe the line. Odd then that given all of that, the album on which this song is found is one of those albums I regularly turn to when I'm feeling down.
I am Clute. I love I am Clute. There's something about that snarling vocal from John Bramwell, the off-kilter guitars and the wonderfully drunken drumming that makes for a very warm, enticing sound. Their first album, Natural History, sounds like it's the result of a staggering home at two in the morning after a particularly heavy night, boozing their way around Manchester. Who knows, maybe it was. All I know is that Storm Warning, one of the songs from that album, was never far away from my CD player as I wandered around town and campus while at Lancaster University. Helpful leather, lather, drunk. You soused, you pissed, you sunk. The jukebox now is drunk just along the way. Had a call on Saturday. Say I'd throw my friends away Reverse the charges on them all I made a lot of calls Is there a storm coming? Or are we just another shower? Is there a storm warning? Someone just cut the power Is there a storm coming? They say bad news comes in threes, and this week's proved true with the announcement of three deaths of cultural icons. For the fifth tune of this episode, it's time to doff our collective hats to Ronald Bell of Cool and the Gang, who died this week at the age of 68. Cool and the Gang are, of course, most famous for songs like Celebration, Jungle Boogie and Get Down On It. But there's another tune in their repertoire which needs a mention and a listen. Summer Madness is as smooth as honey. It's the most chilled out tune you'll ever hope to hear. And despite it being so laid back, it's practically upside down. There's still an intense funk to it, however quiet and cool. It's that bass line constantly grooving underneath, so powerful, so primal, so animalistic, that the track should probably be issued with contraceptives. follow further references to the Reading Festival. When preparing for my podcast about the first Reading Festival of the 21st century, I remember getting confused as to whether one of the bands I saw was metal, a kind of latter-day prog act with a song of apocalyptic proportions about a horse race in their arsenal, maybe that's one for another day, or Mellow, a French psych band. Curiosity got the better of me, and so while I'd already got a couple of metal albums, 
I decided that the time had now come for me to get my mitts on a mellow long player. I'm glad I did, and you might well be too when you hear the snippet I'm about to play. Mellow clearly spent their lives absorbing Beatles albums, lapping them up for breakfast, lunch and dinner, and a few snacks in between. Another Mellow Winter, the album I now have in my hot little hands, is far from a Beatles rip-off. It really, really isn't. But there are enough hints on there. The brass from For No One, a snatch of melody from Baby You're a Rich Man and All You Need Is Love, and the wheezy organs from Strawberry Fields Forever to show that Mello have completely understood the Beatles' approach to fantastic songwriting and then gone off and done their own amazing thing with it, just like the Wondermints learned the tricks of their trade from the Beach Boys before heading off on their merry way. In Mello's case, they've put a, a very Gallic, psychedelic spin on the Beatlish foundations, as is evidenced on this, the third track from their winter album. There's a hint of Jim Noir about it too. Listen to this and be spellbound. Instant love, you know, it is no selfishness. days there will be an episode of this podcast series called songs in the key of cover versions i think that has to happen there are plenty of songs out there that have been ably and imaginatively worked and reimagined sometimes with greater effect than the original version and i think they will need celebrating in full or more fully whether or not the following song is better or well not better than the original i will leave open for debate but i think it's worth you hearing it anyway Astute listeners may remember that my favourite band from Gloucester, where I grew up, was a band called Ernest Cox. 80% of this band have now regrouped to form the excellently named Valiant Efforts, while Shane Young, the drummer, has gone on to be part of a different act. Both acts will doubtless get honourable mentions in forthcoming dispatches. The reason I bring this up is that on one occasion I received through the post a new Ernest Cox CD to review, and with it came an entirely unsolicited, but very much appreciated, copy of the first Nouvelle Vague album. Nouvelle Vague had a brilliant concept. They record new wave songs in a bossa nova style. The linguistically gifted amongst you will realise that Nouvelle Vague and bossa nova are respectively French and Spanish for the phrase new wave. There's something utterly delicious about that fact alone. And then we come to the music itself. Too Drunk to Fuck was originally a song by the Dead Kennedys, whose most famous song is probably California Uber Alice. Where the Dead Kennedys version is the urgent kinetic riot you'd expect it to be, Nouvelle Vague's has a cosy, illicit intimacy to it. Set against the sound of background chatter, it sounds almost as if the singer is taking your side at some Los Angeles rooftop party, complete with Paul, to confess a series of Mr. Means. Went to a party. I danced all night. I drank 16 beers and 
started up a fight But now I'm cheated You're out of luck I'm rolling down the stairs Too drunk to fuck Thursday night, we discovered that Diana Rigg had passed away at the age of 82. She was, of course, most famous for playing Emma Peel in The Avengers, which, for younger listeners, has absolutely nothing to do with The Incredible Hulk, Iron Man and Captain America, and everything to do with cat suits, bowler hats, and an enticing mix of English wit and whimsy, and just the plain weird. Diana Rigg had many other acting credits to her name, she played the only woman to marry James Bond. She played the part of Elena Tyrell in Game of Thrones and played the on-screen mother of her off-screen daughter, Rachel Sterling, in the wry, understated sitcom Detectorists. As far as I'm aware, Diana Rigg didn't write or record any songs, so by means of a tribute to her, it's only fair I wheel out this week's Medway band, the magnificent Brigadier Ambrose. Brigadier Ambrose released a handful of EPs, most recently Jambon Dandy, and an album, Fuzzo. All of their songs revel in a mix of understatement, banality, and daydreamery. Their finest moment, undoubtedly, was Mrs. Peel, We're Needed. It's a perfect pop tune born out of many years of listening to mid-90s Indian psychedelia. There's pop culture references to lad mags and speculation about fighting off extremist weapons with the most English of objects, a cricket bat. It is, in a word, bloody perfect. Sorry, that's two words. I wish I was John for a bit of culture. As a teenager there were two things in particular that I loved. Thomas Hardy novels and Rachmaninoff piano concertos. These were perhaps not the most usual activities of a 14 or 15 year old but they are two loves that have stayed with me which possibly explains my occasionally pessimistic worldview. Rachmaninoff in particular remains an important part of my life listening to music. I fell in love with Rachmaninoff after watching the Jeffrey Rush film about the life of David Helfgott, an Australian pianist who had a breakdown just as his star was rising as a classical musician. Rachmaninoff's music is intense beyond words, communicating passion and anger and desire and love and excitement without the need for any words. Give me Rachmaninoff any day over Mozart, where the twiddles and condensers seem to be just an opportunity for that particular prodigy to show off. 
Sure, there are even more twiddles and cadenzas in Rachmaninoff, but they're born from somewhere other than the composer's ridiculously clever brain. They come from the gut, where all good creative stuff originates. The third death to have hit the headlines this week was that of Simeon Oliver Cox III, whose band Silver Apples caught the collective imagination. Silver Apples were noted mostly for Cox's use of homemade synthesizers, which, set against the incessant drumming of his partner in crime, Danny Taylor, is both otherworldly and immediately recognisable. Programme, from their debut self-titled album of 1968, adds into the mix a radio being tuned through various stations. All the while there's that repeated line about flame is its own reflection. It sounds deep and meaningful. Phrases like that always do. But ultimately it probably doesn't mean much at all. Another 10 songs and tunes that have been buzzing around my mind of late. I hope you like them. Don't forget to subscribe so you can see these podcasts pop up on your phone as and when. And also please take a look at my Reviewage YouTube channel where you'll find my recent interview with Kevin Younger from the rather wonderful band The High Span. Until next time, have a marvellous few days and nights. Source of skill and talent. My heart is in clouds, I ride a No consegna gratis a domicilio. Pocket.